compassion, trust, courage, innovation. The values of Temecula Valley Hospital. We proudly present TVH Doc Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. When preparing for surgery, many patients think of the physician anesthesiologist as the person who, behind the mask who puts them to sleep and wakes them when it's over. They may not realize the comprehensive medical care the physician anesthesiologists provide between those two points and beyond. My guest today is Dr. Jared Chase. He's an anesthesiologist and a member of the medical staff at Temecula Valley Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chase. Tell us what is an anesthesiologist? What all encompasses what you do? Well, thank you, Melanie. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to reach out to some listeners. Um, so physician anesthesiologists, like you've mentioned, obviously um, it is a little more uh, complex than just simply, you know, putting someone to sleep and waking them up. The training is, uh, you know, four years of medical school uh, along with four years of, of a residency training. And essentially, I kind of look at each individual patient as um, our job is similar to, I guess you could say, a, an airline pilot in that we kind of sit in our cockpit and we're monitoring all of the different uh, physiologic parameters of each patient during the, the surgery. And basically the medications and that that we use to, to allow the surgeon to operate kind of knock out all the, the symptoms that typically keep that patient alive and therefore we are there kind of monitoring all of those things and help and managing all of those uh, various physiologic you know processes in order to safely get them through that procedure that they're having so it's not only during surgery though you meet with patients beforehand and afterwards speak about the other roles that you have exactly yeah that's a very good point so the anesthesiologist today um, is more of a perioperative physician, which basically includes, like you mentioned, the preoperative assessment. So we meet with the patient beforehand, typically just right before surgery, uh, although there are also a lot of uh, places that have preoperative assessment clinics where an anesthesiologist may visit you a couple of weeks before. And that's where it's extremely important for us to just kind of get a good understanding of the patient's overall medical history um, as as the medical history can affect a lot of different things during surgery. And so that's the preoperative assessment, usually just a few minutes. We ask some questions to get a good idea of where their baseline, you know, cardiac function might be, respiratory function might be. And um, then from there, we obviously continue that care in the operating room. And then even afterwards, like you mentioned, um, we continue to to monitor the patient in the in the recovery room, which is the PACU, the post-anesthesia care unit, and ensuring that uh, their pain is controlled, nausea, any other side effects that might ha- happen during surgery or after or due to the anesthesia. And so we kind of, and for some surgeries, we may follow them for a few days while they're still in the hospital. So you're also a physician, and you've described all of your training. What, is, what else as far as chemistry, biology? Because that's where I see that it's such a complicated field that you're in, and it's an amazing thing you're able to do is to monitor all of those things. Exactly. So in the operating room, I would say the key things that, that we are doing, uh, you know, the medications that we give, um, that induce anesthesia also knock out your breathing. They kind of knock out your blood pressure a little bit to a degree. 
Uh, they knock out your body's ability to regulate its own temperature. So we monitor temperature. We're monitoring your heart function. We're monitoring uh, your breathing, how much oxygen we're delivering, how much carbon dioxide they're expiring. And um, we're basically in charge of all those parameters. We're basically trying to maintain a physio- physiologic balance which anesthesia actually causes an imbalance. And so we're maintaining it by tweaking little things, giving a little medicine here to, to raise your blood pressure or tre- tweaking the respiratory rate to, to change the amount of carbon dioxide that is being expelled and, and just trying to maintain that homeostasis throughout surgery. So why do people need to have an empty stomach prior to surgery, Dr. Chase? That's a very common question. It's a very good question. The key there is that when we administer the medications to the patients to, for them, to, that renders them unconscious, unconscious, which is going to sleep, it also relaxes your uh, lower sphincter in the esophagus, which if there were food in there, that food could easily come up and, and the patient could then aspirate, which means that the food could go into their trachea and into their lungs which could cause a, a really devastating pneumonia or uh, a bad chemical pneumonitis, which is kind of a scarring or a, a burning of the lungs, which obviously would not be a good thing. So that's why fasting before surgery is always very crucial um, and can be, you know, a case to, to cancel a case if it's an elective case. Obviously, emergency cases, um, you know, we go to the OR and there's things that we do to try to prevent that aspiration as best we can. Um, but that's the reason for it. So people, they hear the word general anesthesia, they get concerned, but for things such as a colonoscopy, you guys call it twilight. Explain the differences between some of the different types of sedation that you use. Sure. So um, we call, yeah, so we call that a twilight or we would call that also a MAC anesthetic, which M-A-C, which stands for monitored anesthesia care. And basically the main difference there is that the patient is still going to be, we're kind of bringing them to the point where they're still breathing on their own. They're, they're still able to maintain a lot of their, their normal respiratory uh, physiology. So they're breathing on their own. We're just supplementing some extra oxygen for them. But we want, but their uh, ability to remember and recall events is inhibited. So they're basically sleeping and comfortable, um, but they're still kind of breathing on their own. And, and uh, if we need to, we can lighten it up quickly. And, you know, they'll respond to us if we need to ask them a question, that kind of thing. And it, that's actually a pretty uh, fine art, uh, being able to do a, a, a good uh, MAC case or a sedation twilight case like, like that. And general so- anesthesia, like mentioned, is more it's a deeper anesthetic where we are now controlling their breathing for them via an endotracheal tube and a ventilator. So why do you think people are so concerned about general anesthesia? Well, the, the key, it all relates back to patient safety. And really, anesthesia is the practice of medicine that has invented, or at least um, really um, propagated the idea of patient safety. Back in the 40s and 50s, anesthesia was not as safe as it is today. They were probably around... 70, you know, cases of mortality out of 100,000 cases, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that is a lot. And now with the idea of 
monitoring that we used that came around in the 70s and the 80s, which is mostly pulse oximetry and capnography, which monitors their CO2, um, general anesthesia has completely changed the ball game uh, and is now, for, for relatively healthy patients, the mortality rate for general anesthesia is 0.4 out of 100,000, which is really, really excellent. So it has, uh, just because of the that notion that the 40s and 50s, when, when it wasn't as safe, the monitoring techniques that were available, the technology wasn't there yet. And so now, since the 70s and 80s, it has completely changed. And general anesthesia today is, is a very safe um, way to, to have surgery. Again, the key is is each individual condition that or medical history that each patient has that those bring separate risks and separate challenges to the anesthesiologist but general anesthesia in a healthy patient is very safe so in just the last few minutes dr chase what should people considering a surgical procedure think about when seeking care so what they should think about is Obviously, um, they, they, they have a lot to worry about. Obviously, they're, they're maybe concerned about the procedure or if it's going to go okay. But um, they should realize that the anesthesiologist taking care of them is very well trained. They should know that um, they're going to be in really good hands. And somebody who's, who's done extensive training in, in, in rendering patients unconscious and comfortable. And, um, you know, they, if they have any questions, they should definitely feel very comfortable asking the anesthesiologist. That anesthesiologist is the, the person in the room during the case that really is going to be monitoring everything and making sure that the surgery can be formed as safely as possible. And why should they come to Temecula Valley Hospital for their care? Well, Temecula Valley Hospital uh, is a newer hospital here in this area, and uh, the physicians here are eager to provide excellent care um, they require all the physicians to be board certified in their specialties, and it, and it shows in the care that they, and the expertise that, that we bring here. That's great information and so important for listeners to hear, Dr. Chase. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to TVH Doc Talk with Temecula Valley Hospital. For more information, you can go to TemeculaValleyHospital.com. That's TemeculaValleyHospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Temecula Valley Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.